Blog Marty Radio. Marty? Yes. What Hi, in you okay? the world? Yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Are we here. on? Yes. Okay. Well, all righty then. I saw that you, I, I saw the, uh, the inactivity and I was worried. Okay. All yes. right. Well, then we're on air. Yes. Okay. All set then. Okay. <laughs> all right. I was just asking uh, Tina to uh, let you know, just in case you didn't recognize this number that I messaged you. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning everybody good evening it's tuesday night and it's december 1st 2020 and welcome to tanya talks where your voice is heard and your story is told on marty oakley's ts radio network and we're glad we made it on tonight thank you marty for there's glitches left and right lately isn't there yes there is um Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think people are trying to just take this show down. You know, all your good shows that you have on, we're starting to, like, bother people. We're bothering mm-hmm. people. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're seeing a lot of intentional, uh, the show's breaking down, getting taken off air. Um, a lot yep. of stuff is happening. Like, I had difficulty getting in to my own studio. <laughs> And uh, but there's a lot going on. There is a lot happening, and I think it's going to get a lot worse, especially for people like us that they consider small broadcasters. Yeah, I think this small is going to get progressively worse. Big messages. We get yes. messages they don't want to get out. I mean, exactly. I guess we're doing our job. We're yes. doing our job, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. And we're drawing well, too much attention. And. Yep. Uh, so it's just, but like I say, it's becoming more and more frequent, the interference with the shows. Um, I I just don't really, I, I don't know what even to say anymore. It's embarrassing, you know, to try to bring our shows on and all this crap happens, but there's nothing, um, there's nothing I can do about it except just keep trying and try to override what they're doing. So, well, and, and I, this and is intentional. Anybody who's listening... Um, that you know knows enough. They know that this is, you know, it's it's not it's not on you. It's not on me. It's, yeah. It's on other people that are trying to stop us. And sometimes it's genuinely a system glitch. But, yes. Um, but I, I, you know, a fluke is a fluke. But yeah. uh, that those fluke too much. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They need to quit fluking around. Yes, and it's, yeah, yeah, um, because you know you can you can overlook it here and there, you know, a system glitch, but this is becoming a chronic issue. So, um, and I fully expect Tanya within the next six months to a year, all of us small broadcasters, as they call us, they're going to shut us down. They're going to shut us down. More people are coming to our stations than they are mainstream media, and. So that they're not going to have that. But anyway, well, we I'm sorry. You go ahead on. Through, yeah, we have to have some people that are um, that are willing to start stuff up that's that's not going to um, uh, that will. Um, you know, I'm no engineer. I, I I wouldn't know how to do this, but I'm sure there are good people out there that believe in our First Amendment rights and our constitution. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That yes. Are, that, that are seeing this and that you know can uh, create their own. Magic, I would hope, um, and, yeah. and and stop that from happening. Got gotta gotta have faith. Just gotta yeah. gotta have faith. 
because yep. um, we can't we can't be stopped because there's too much good that comes out of right. uh, things that, that that are going on, and um, you know, and and you do your shows, uh, you know, in coordination. I would like to also say that um, this is in coordination with um, with the Whistleblower Summit, the annual Whistleblower Summit. So it's really important that. Um, people know that and about that. And as a matter of fact, I was on a show just the other night, Marty. Wait a minute. It was, yeah, it was last night. I'm losing, I'm so losing track of time. Yeah, tell you, it, it, Tuesday. yeah, just last night I did that Beyond Mainstream, right? That show, right? Uh-huh. I talked an awful lot about the Whistleblower Summit on that yeah. show. Um, and so we just need to let people know about mm-hmm. that. And yes. I also mentioned how you are a staple of that of that show and uh, of that yeah. uh, um, you know at the at the summit. Um, brought up Marcel, of course, because there was there was a little miscommunication saying that I I, I headed up. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 no, 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 yeah. no, 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 that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I head up other things, but I'm not taking credit for heading up the whistleblower. So I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. It just. Uh, I don't know, but things. I they, there's an undercurrent. And uh, things are tightening up. And like I say, I fully expect uh, that they are going to shut us down and um, or severely censor us to the point there's no point in coming on. So, well, we've got to figure out a plan B, plan C, and, and you know, override that somehow. So who yes. is listening? Let's get together on this stuff, okay? Because we can't yeah. let this happen. We know there you're you listening because you want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not only do we make it a point on these shows, talk about the problems to, you know, expose, sanction, and reform. But, it, you know, exactly that part is before, how are we going to solve the problem? You know, right. we're all about solving problems here, too. It's not, this isn't the big cry, crybaby session. That's not what these shows mm-hmm. are all about. You know, yeah. we're talking some heavy duty stuff here. And we're just so glad that our listeners are here because we wouldn't be here if you weren't here. So there you go. Uh, we really can't begin to tell you how much we appreciate you for, yeah. for being here and for tuning in and listening. And if you're here for the first time, you know, on tonight's show, um, you know, please, again, you know, I gave out your page too last night, Marty, ppjg.me, ppjg.me. Um, you need to follow that show if you're liking anything that you're hearing now or what you're about to hear. And if you, even if you don't like what you're about to hear, I'm sure you'll find other shows that are on this TS radio network that you will like. But let's yeah. try to get you to like what you got to hear here yeah. tonight because yeah. we have been on a very good mission. I had a small small victory today you know i you know there's small victories along the way and there's some bigger ones um uh, but we need the really really big one you know what i yeah. mean we need the big yeah. big one I'll, I'll briefly mention that small victory but 
Yeah. But again, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, Marty, I hope you can stick with us because your voice is always like awesome. You, you know what I mean? It's, you know, honest to God, I love you so much. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for you, you know, I wouldn't be doing these shows and, you know, and, and, you know, you've taught me so much about, you know, about so many things, and I know that we don't have the same opinion on some things. But no, we okay. don't. Yep. Yeah, but we have. But, but our whole purpose is the same thing. It's like yes. how we feel about different, and that's it. It's like yep. It's okay. It really is freaking okay. It's just how we relate. Mm-hmm. It. And you know, yep. sometimes I can pretty, get pretty hot-headed, just like you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in common. I didn't learn that from yes. you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's the passion. It's what we believe and what we care about so much. And we know mm-hmm. you you care out there, and that's why you are here. So I also want to thank Stephen Burke, eighty-nine point nine KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio. Oklahoma Station, thank you, Stephen, so much for uh, giving us your airtime, for wanting to air these shows, for uh, believing in me, believing in us, and uh, bringing the word, bringing the word out, because uh, some people didn't like it, and they threatened yeah. uh, your nonprofit there, there, Stephen, and you stood by, and you told the truth, and you stood strong, and guess what? The word prevailed. The truth prevailed, yes. and so to Stephen Burke, you know I can't thank you enough. So everybody out there in Oklahoma that's listening through that radio station, don't forget that it's a nonprofit. Okay, Lighthouse Christian Radio uh, is, is a nonprofit, and maybe uh, you might want to think a little bit about him come come you know the end of the year. Um, you know it's a nonprofit, and. Uh, and uh, he, he does it all by himself. So um, God bless you, Stephen. Thank you so much. And, you know, none of us are out here making any money off of this. But I tell you what, I'd like to. I'd like to so I can do this all the time, better time, and I get more impact out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Make, make the better. You know, I used to be like, I can't, I can't try to make a penny off of this because people are going to think the wrong thing. Well, guess what? You know, I think I'm pretty good at the time I put in what I'm doing as far as not necessarily me being on air and saying the things that I say, and hopefully that helps, you know, but, you know, when I'm like busy having conversations with people, when I'm busy putting paperwork together, when I'm busy citing our constitution and affecting change, when I'm busy even making a basic call to somebody I felt that could make a difference today or yesterday and it works today, you know, then I know that I'm making a difference. And I think that's what we all want to do is help make a difference. So, um, and uh, however we can, the best way we can. So, um, so yeah, Marty, your voice is always welcome on my show. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm staying out of it. I got a different, um, much different take on things. And, uh, you know, Tanya, I've said many times, I'm neither right nor left. I'm a political atheist. I don't believe any of them. And I will not be boxed and labeled and put into a party labeled tag. I am not either one. I look at every issue, read the legislation, what it's going to do, who it's going to do it to, what the benefits, if any, are, and what the deficits are. 
and where my opinion on that falls, if it which whether it falls right or left, it doesn't make any difference to me. But personally, yeah. personally, I don't believe. And like I say, we've been out there in D.C. You get out there, there's no difference. That political divide is out here for public consumption. It's to keep you fighting with one another, so you're distracted. You don't, yes, <laughs> yeah. so you don't pay attention to what they're actually doing. Um, but when you get out there, listen, you realize I go for the person. I yeah. go for the person. I and, talk to uh, about the person. And, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, but the fact is that, you know, a party does make a difference at whatever time, you, you know, regarding how our country is going forward because of the impact that the Senate has, because of the impact that the Congress has. You, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when, I'm, when I'm talking about public corruption, you know, look, uh, you know, I'm talking about a red state, an awful lot, big old, big old Oklahoma, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, you know, so I call out the left, I call out the right, and, yep. and we got it, and we got, and we got to make changes. I have been registered independent, um, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember. I didn't change myself back this year yeah. uh, when I voted, you know, again for Trump. Uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, hey, you voted for? Uh, well, I'm not going <laughs> to. I didn't. I wasn't able to vote because of real ID. Um, when I went to transfer my license down here, because I couldn't put, produce a marriage license from 52 years ago, I couldn't get a real ID. And not only could I not get that, I couldn't get a standard driver's license, and I couldn't get a state ID. So when my Minnesota driver's license expires, I no longer have a valid ID. And this, and what real ID is, I've done an extensive amount of research on this. This is actually the beginning for this COVID pass, this fake COVID stuff, the vaccine. Did you um, see what I sent you today? No, I didn't. I've been what we've been, really what we've been talking about. American Airlines yes. has now come. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah. American uh, Airlines has come out with a uh, with. They're coming out with. Let me see. I think I posted it on your page. Or okay, Marty. Let me see. Oh my goodness! They're they're coming out with this whole like pass. This one passing. Where you know, as long as you have that, you can travel. The COVID pass, yeah, it's the COVID pass, and this is what this vaccine. And by the way, I've talked to like the contacts I have um, that you know are epidemiologists, microbiologists, you know, university professors, and they've all said the same thing. This vaccine has had to have been in production for a minimum of five years. Not some year, like they're claiming. You can't produce a vaccine well, that and quickly. That's if you had a real, you know, and that's yeah. if you really have a real genuine pandemic to begin with. Yes. Okay? If you and that's they, if you they, have a they real admit genuine pandemic they, to begin with. What is the yes. per- percentage of people that are dying from this? Probably yeah. the same percentage of people that die from the flu every did year. You, did you see that? They took it down within four hours. John Hopkins, one of their uh, scientists produced an article, put an article out. John Rappaport had talked about it, and he said they're going to take it down. And while he was writing the article, they did. But their scientists said if you look at the causes of death from all over sources, they have fallen in number in direct correlation 
to the claim of COVID deaths. So they are just redesignating, relabeling everything as uh, COVID. And they have admitted, the CDC has admitted, the National Institutes of Health have admitted, Mm -hmm. they have identified no such virus. There Mm -hmm. isn't. What they did do was they they cycle, they do cycling to draw the virus up out of, and they're using a test that isn't meant to do this, um, produces a false positive 95% of the time. And But what they did was they basically gathered trash out of people's systems, leftover um, material from previous colds or flu or bronchitis or something. And then they used computer modeling to piece this all together and said, well, we think this is what it is. This is the gene sequence. No, you got a piece of trash standing there that your computer came up with that means nothing. And oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they came out and, and admitted. Stephen, Stephen Burke just messaged, and, and Stephen Burke is the producer, okay, so he's on here too. Um, he just said AstraZeneca has been selling their vaccine in Europe. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, listen, you know, the stats show that these lockdowns have not made anything any better. The stats they, show that the masks have not made anything any better. So well, last in, month, United Airlines Airline tested the first transatlantic trial of common pass. Mm-hmm. Well, common pass, an app that creates a standard standard digital. This is uh, this is Epic Times. I'm going to cite my source. Uh, an app, uh, an app that creates a standard digital format for COVID-19 test results. Common pass has been developed by the Common Project and the World World Economic Forum. Uh-huh. Ah, think about that. The World Economic Forum. And yes. The hope, and the hope is that it will both facilitate travel across borders and provide confidence to passengers that it is safe to fly again. Yes, it was okay. safe before, as safe as you can be. Not. Do you know this? Oh, what this makes me think of? Um, do you hear year before last coming back from D.C. after the summit? I flew American Airlines never again. Mm-hmm. I got oh my god! The first day I was stranded um, all day at the airport, seven o'clock at night. I'd been there since eight o'clock in the morning. They canceled my flight. My friend came back and got me. And the next morning took me back to the airport. They charged me two and a half times for a ticket to get home. They wouldn't let me ride on this flight. They said they didn't guarantee the flights would take off. I said, then why are you selling tickets? And so then um, I got stranded in Charlotte, North Carolina for four and a half hours. And the, the, the terminal there where I was sitting was wall-to-wall people as far as you could see. And here it was all American Airline flights. And every one of their flights was canceled and delayed because they had mechanical problems. And there was just hundreds of people there. and But all the way across the country, they're stalling out at these airports. And I'm trying to figure out what is going on. You know, what is going, this is, and I checked, and nobody else other than on American Airlines. I would not get on an American Airlines flight to save my soul. And there is is just no way. Something was going on there, and then all this other stuff starts building behind it. So somehow, I don't know how, Tanya, but instinct tells me there is a correlation, a relationship between what was going on, and then this went on for more than a month to Mm -hmm. what is happening now. 
this whole thing about you can't travel without this pass violates the Constitution of the United States that says we are allowed to travel freely without government interference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like I say, they've admitted there is no virus. They cannot identify a virus, but the other side of it is every time they create a bioweapon like anthrax, it has certain chemical markers in it that identify because it's like a recipe and they all guard their recipes. It tells right. which lab it came from. And I think they do know what this is because they oh, said yeah. it loose. The DOD came out and I published it where they said that last year behind the flu vaccine, they forced all their employees to take it. 52% of them fell sick with some form of whatever this is. So they dug into the vaccine, uh, the flu vaccine, because it was the only common factor. And here they found four different strains of this coronavirus, this re-engineered SARS virus, and the last one being this one that causes this terrible pneumonia. And they published that. I published it. And I'm telling you, the trolls and the hacks came out of the book. That's not what they said. Yes, it is. Here it is right here. Well, that's not Uh what they meant. Well, what else could they possibly said it quite plainly? Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. you took it wrong. Uh, No, I didn't. And they took Mm -hmm. that down. Unfortunately for them, I saved it. And, um, Oh, the screenshots are, are great. Yes. I hope that that doesn't get taken away. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but this is what I'm saying. Um, they know this did not come from China. This came from right here at home. This isn't the first time our government has done something. It's called democide when the government tries to kill off its own people. But everyone you see dying is in the hospital, well, I can see a in a nursing home. Uh, I could see a collaborative coup there going on yes. between yes. China and, you know, quite frankly. I really could. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, but but that, what I'm saying was I, this I, originated I where, here. Where there are Americans, uh, you know, quote, unquote, uh, so-called Americans involved with China doing it. Well, Fauci, um, Obama stopped him. He had $4.2 million he was trying to ship to China. And Obama cut that off and said, you're not going to do this. And it was to develop bioweapons. Fauci took that money and went through that professor at Harvard and sent it to China that way. And so the the professor gets arrested, but Fauci doesn't. Uh, That little weasel. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Back in March yeah, Obama, of this year, smarter about it. Yeah, it. <laughs> March of this year, he was on 2020. Fauci was, and he said masks are of no use. And there's <laughs> other instances, and so did the uh, Health and Human Services. So did the DOD was talking about different, you know, emergency scenarios, and masks are of no use. And they're <laughs> telling people to wear these masks. I refuse. I will not. And. Um, you know, it, it just, we are being suckered. I, I just think people need to be smart, just like when you're around somebody with the flu. I think it's very important to be more cognizant of alcohol hygiene. I think that um, you can't be too sterile because that's how people will get sick. Yes. I think that genuinely there are, um, you, you know, certain populations, such as the prison environment, uh, where uh, just as if it was the flu, um, and if it's not being cared for and sanitary conditions aren't, aren't good, that there are deaths that are happening there because of the neglect and the abuse that is going rampant. So we just have another strain out there 
where, where, where there are the prisons that are negligent and could give two hoops about uh, the, the offenders, eh, you know, not to mention whether they're guilty or not, but that's not even the point. That's moot, right? Because they have their own constitutional rights. But I do believe that um, those with, you know, immunocompromised, those that are older, and those in the environment that are unsanitary and they're not getting their calories, they're not getting the sunlight, they're not getting the nutrition, that they too will be at a higher risk. Just like a higher flu, risk of what though? Yes. It, and this is all these common things, but they have invented this, and I truly believe this with all my, I'll stand by it. This is a global culling of the elderly, of the chronically ill, what they consider waste populations. And this is what's happened. I say the people dying are in hospitals. The average age is 70. People with underlying medical conditions, long-term care, that's who's dying. And if these inflated figures are giving out on mainstream lies um, about... Yes, and about how 7 million people are now infected with, if 7 million people were infected with anything, we we will have dead people in the streets. The only place people are dying, hospitals, they're blowing up their lungs with those ventilators in nursing homes. You put put the ventilators in, you will die. It's it's the exception to the rule that doesn't. My sister is a, a, a nurse anesthesiologist. Yep. Yeah, it's never good. And that's what DNR does no. for. So you don't and the other thing that. they're doing, Tanya, is something they call proning to help them breathe better. Now, you, as a person who suffers with asthma and chronic bronchitis, the last thing I want to do is lay face down because it mm-hmm. compromises the chest and your breathing and everything else. So they said they're proning people to help them, you know, ease things up. Uh-huh, you're smothering them to death. Oh, they died mm-hmm. of COVID. No, they died because you smothered them to death. And then yeah, they use these ventilators. If you treat them for COVID, then they got yep. more money. Listen, yes. I'll tell you what, this, this, one, this one situation that I know that just happened to a friend, a friend of mine, okay, and, uh, uh, um, and, and then we'll, we'll go on with the show because I know we have more yes. people to, uh, that want to talk about this, including you. I hope you stay here. No, I'm going to stay out. (laughs) I'm going to stay out. We're we're not talking about the president or or, or crap right now, okay? Let me get your your callers on here. You've got area code 405. Hang on here. Let me get you up and live. There you go. Area code 405, you're live. And area code 918, last number on you, this number is 9. You're live. All right, so well, who's okay. on? Let me tell my little quick story. Who's on? 918, who have we got here? 918 is Tina. Tina? Hello, Tina. Hello, lady. <laughs> and then 405? It's Emily. Emily, okay. Emily. Emily, who's, who's, who's working hard to put on... Uh, this rally right at o- Oklahoma Department of Corrections. So we'll talk about that a little bit, too, definitely, uh, because this, hello, people, we want to hear from you tonight. Crisis in Oklahoma prison, people. This is not a false flag. Crisis in Oklahoma prisons. COVID-19 crisis. 
ongoing lack of medical and insanitary, unsanitary, however the word is supposed to be, conditions. Okay? This is a huge, huge issue right now. Okay? And heck, we're in flu season. Heck, we're in whatever this strain of COVID-19 season is. So, you know, we've got double whammies going on. <coughs> the double whammies going on. But Tina, uh, Tina, uh, why don't you say hi? You know, we're... Uh, we're like, um, what do you, uh, what, Thelma and Louise, right, Tina? Tina, except we're the good kind. We have the white hat on. Yeah, we'll be good way to describe it. White hat on, and we're cruising along, and we're, you know, not the, not the black hats. I don't mean anything wrong about that. I'm saying, you know, we're, we're the good ones. We're not going to shoot anybody, okay? But we might pay them. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Emily, are you laughing with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I just I keep muting my phone so that you guys don't hear the background noise. Okay, I know you're a mama. You're a mama, so I appreciate that. And yeah, you got to be careful what your daughter hears. We know that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> We're not last night. Had a little that. bit of a hacker for a while in there. Oh, yeah. You've got to fast forward about 40 minutes, anybody who's going to listen to that show. Um, from last yeah. night. It was good after that, but the first 40 minutes, unless yeah, you, don't listen to the beginning. you don't get too offended. Um, but after that, it was good. I mean, nobody really had a lot of control over that because that show was being penetrated, too. Um jeez. <laughs> so, Tina, why don't you um, spend a couple minutes uh, and go ahead and share it. We, we've done a name change here. And uh, introduce yourself a little bit, talk a little bit about um, this little um, Christmas gift thing that we got going on. And uh, if people want to, you know, knock off a couple things off their Christmas list. Uh, and, um, and then we'll move on. And then we're going to have Emily on, too. Okay. Uh, the name change the group Oklahomans Incarcerated True Stories and How They Got There has been changed to Journeys to Justice Prison Edition so that it fell in line with the Journeys to Justice name that we gave our company and it gives us room to grow as well. Um, Now, the fundraiser that we're having is to raise funds to go to to take the evidence that we have against DOC to the Department of Justice in Washington DC and the fundraiser is under (laughs) Journey to Justice fundraiser and there's lots of uh, jewelry you can buy for your loved ones didn't she make it private the one who are doing it, it with, so with 50-50, we get 50% of the proceeds, and then the person who's putting it on gets 50%, right? Correct. So this could isn't, really isn't help us private, a lot. So it's like you have to invite. So if anybody's interested, and you can message. Yes. It's private, but we'll gladly invite you in if you let us know you Why want don't you to. Why don't you send the email that invite. you want to give? Uh, let's do journey to justice at gmail dot com. 
Okay. Anybody who wants to, uh, let's talk a little bit about those gifts. Um, they're they're more they're more um, female related, right? Because it's like a Disney collection for earrings, and and then there's some nice crochet little boxes and things like that. Really pretty stuff. Some nice jewelry. Right, they are really pretty. Yeah, can you explain origami a little bit of what I said? Yeah, origami owl. Um, you can make your own charms. You, you can design them. So, so each one can be different. Right. Really reasonably. It's priced. really. Oh, very reasonably priced. Yeah. I know where I'm doing my Christmas shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, would you say it's for the younger, the younger ones, or for certain things, and then others are for any age? You know, like some of the origami. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good for any age. They have okay. some for little girls, and you know, watches for women, and all kinds of interesting jewelry. So, if you want to knock something off off your list, you, you know, um, we're not begging, but if you're going to buy something, anyways. Check it out. Um, we're almost in nonprofit status. The paperwork has finally gone through. I mean, you know, I had to make a couple of corrections as it came through. Uh, it's very different than just doing a regular LLC, which I've had before, but I've never done a nonprofit. So now Tina and I are doing this nonprofit. Um, so um, I made a couple of corrections, and she said uh, the lady at the state said she's going to forward it for the final approval. And then, um, and then it will just be. Uh, we've already got an EIN number, but then we'll have to uh, bring up the uh, nonprofit status. So send in that paperwork too. But we're on the final mm-hmm. stages, <gasps> right? That's a huge finally. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's a it's a process for sure. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so uh, neither of us are lawyers. Stephen Burke, Marty Oakley. And myself cannot be held responsible or liable, uh, either personally or professionally, for any error of content. But that being said, uh, we come to you in good faith and good tidings. And we are seriously, we're you know, um, you know, we might preach a lot, we might share a lot, <coughs> we might say a lot. But the point is, it all comes ninety-five, uh, I guess, percent of it comes not only from personal, you know, testimony that we get from people through affidavits. So, hello, I, that is considered evidence. But but we do get, you, you know, other things that come in without it being notarized, without it being sworn to under the pain and penalty of perjury of law. But we've got pictures. We've got, photo, you know, yeah, photographs, videos. We have statements that are recorded, that, you know, conversations that are recorded. We have patterns and patterns and patterns of malfeasance. We have ex- uh, uh, corrections officers And this is just in the prison The wrongful This is just in the prison conditions We're not even talking right now About the wrongful convictions And the same Prosecutors The same judges The same uh, forensic People that have You know put people in prison For life when they're actually Innocent of those crimes um, mm-hmm. You know so Gee, why won't they retry these things? You know, and why do we have, you know, a good police officer that is in prison for over 
like two and a, two and a half lifetime sentence, um, uh, Daniel Holt's call case. And then what, so that's a police officer. That's a good one. So we got a good one that might not be perfect, but he was human. He didn't do the things that he's accused of doing. Okay, but but then we've got you know there he was set up in Oklahoma City. Okay, and and why are they hiding this? Hello, David Prater. Hello, David Prater. Hello, all of you evil people that are involved. We're not done with you yet. We're not done with you yet, okay? So I'm thinking about, you know, we got good cop, bad cop here because we got some good ones and we've got some real nasty bad ones. Then we've got Richard Glossop on death row in Oklahoma. Does he belong on death row? No. Gee, why won't they retry his case? Why won't they allow for the new DNA, the new you know, then we've got Julius Jones, right, Emily? You've got Julius Jones. Oh yes, commutation has been sitting is sitting in the governor's office for over a year, as you had had said uh, to me the other day. And you know, he's part of the Lawton Four. Lawton Four, the same old group out of the same old Comanche County. That's where Lawton is. That's where Lawton is. Oh, so I'm going to read a little segment of an article. Um, We're losing I found you. In, I'm sorry. I said you're you're kind of going in and out. Okay, how am I right now? Better. Okay, thank you for that. Because um, sometimes when I talk, you know, I move my arms all around, and it's like, oh, I forget, I got the phone in my hand. <laughs> 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 so this is published by the Research Gate, okay? The name of the article is The Right to Societal Self-Defense Against Dangerous Persons. The author is Edward P. Richards. Now, this might just, you know, just a long, long article. I wanted to get into it a little bit more tonight, but I know this is going to, this night is going to fly um, because we've already had some pretty interesting, awesome conversation. I love it when Marty and I can get into it like that. But this is just a, this is just a, uh, a part of it. In the old public health cases, courts recognize that involuntary detention in a jail is a little different from being incarcerated in the same jail. Uh, I don't know why it's 53. In its recent decisions, the Supreme Court has less has been less has been less scrupulous. Forgive me in recognizing the trauma of detention. The court has explicitly rejected the argument that a deprivation of liberty should be determined by the physical characteristics of the place where one is detained. I'm going to repeat that sentence, okay? The court has explicitly rejected the argument that a deprivation of of liberty should be determined by the physical characteristics of the place where one is detained. So the court says saying it does not matter where you're detained. There's nothing to do with trauma there, okay? So to me, I kind of read that as um, it doesn't matter if you're in a two-by-four where there's mold or, okay, all right, maybe I'm not being very nice or being very realistic. Was it maybe like a four-by-six, four-by-ten? Six by ten, it depends on where you are, right? So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if there's black mold there, right? It doesn't matter if there's puddles in, uh, on the, that cement floor that's freezing in the winter. 
and it doesn't matter that there's no air conditioning there um, in, in the summer. It doesn't matter that the food that you get is wound out with maggots in some situations, as we have heard and corrections officers have seen time and time again that have opened up to us. It doesn't matter that the, the trays of food that are served to the offenders are actually sometimes on unwashed trays where somebody else has been eating from. Does it matter whether there's COVID or not that that's okay? Does it matter whether it's flu season or not? Is that okay? Does that matter? I, I, I would think not because uh, the inmates, the offenders are there to serve their time because of their crime. And that's if it's a fair and just trial. And that's if the fine fits the crime, which is a very hard thing mm-hmm. to define when you don't have a guideline. How's that? Gee, mm-hmm. I didn't think of that before. But is that true? Tanya, you've got another you've got another caller on here. Did you want to bring it in now or wait? Yeah, um uh yeah, in just like two minutes. How about that? Okay. And then I'll and I'm gonna continue this in just about two minutes. I'll continue this blurb. Uh, The poetic notion that being in prison does not make one a prisoner is sadly at odds with the reality of prison life. The personal consequences of this tension cannot be ignored. They, They must not, however, overshadow society's interest in self defense. So, this is a long article, but it gets us all thinking. So who who do we have on with us? Who else do we have on with us now? Okay, hold on a second here. All right. Did they hang up here? Did we go? Um, your area code, you're coming in on a blocked number. You're live and on the ah. air. Well, I just wanted to tell you I recommend you never take a caller named Joe um, on your uh, <laughs> talk show. <laughs> I love you, Joe. You know that I... <laughs> big bad Joe, big bad Joe. <laughs> yeah, big bad Joe. Listen, you are kind of low, Tanya. The volume that uh, you're speaking at is low. It is low. Yeah. Oh well, thank you for telling me that. Is that any better? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, hold on here. Let me. Oh boy, I appreciate that. While you're okay. doing that, I want to tell you that you pushed the song along uh, very well last night. You have related to us very pointed examples of of one man in particular who had been chained to a toilet and as a result was mistreated by, um, you know, the correctional guards, you know. So I wanted to let you know that um, um, I haven't talked to the rest of the guys, but I'm sure that they appreciated your input on that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, I'm actually thinking about asking him if he wants to come on on um, Friday with the show, your show, well, and uh, mm-hmm. and do a, a good cop, bad cop thing. Have somebody um, on behalf of uh, the Holtzclaw, um, Daniel Holtzclaw, who's a good cop, who was set up by Oklahoma City Police Department. Um, and uh, actually, uh, we had uh, a, a forensic a biologist who has blown apart uh, the case and the science and the DNA, she spoke at the rally 
that Tina and I have put on. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get somebody on his behalf, see if I can get Erica Fuchs there again, or his sister, who's been absolutely amazing. Um, Michelle Malkin has done um, uh, Daniel in the Den theory on uh, on him. I mean, it's, it is a real well-known case if you just dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd love to have him on as good cop being, you know, you know, good cop, bad cop, uh, and then Vince on as as well. I think that would be kind of a good um, a tune for Friday night. You know, again, if I can pull that off, and if I have enough time to pull that off, it might be an interesting show to elaborate with. Sure, I guess it would, and of course, even if they didn't show up um, with whatever particular topic that you'd want to, um, you know, throw out there to the rest of us, it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I want to say oh, hello okay. to Marty and hello to Emily as well. Um, and just, my buddy Tina. Tina. Okay. Hi. And I Tina's do. on here too. Hey. So you're still low. Um, you know, and you came across very clear yesterday. So uh, maybe it's BTR. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm in a, hold, hold on a second. I'm going to see because I'm not even using my phone because where I am right now, mm-hmm. I have super bad reception, so I'm using somebody else's phone. So I'm going to find out if uh, I can take myself off speaker. It might get better. Hold on one second. You guys keep talking. Okay. Uh, do you have any earbuds that have a microphone connected with it so that um, you can plug it into the uh, into the cell phone? Not here, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Can I take this off a speaker? Yeah, you're even worse now. <laughs> yeah, hold on one second. Okay. Am I coming in better? Yeah, a little better, yeah. Okay, well, I'll stick to this for, for right now. All right, thank better. you for that heads up because I want to know if I'm not coming in well. All right. Um, okay, so... Well, Emily, we were talking wanna, about uh, what you wanted to bring to the show, um, yeah. you know, and to and to show the rest of America who's listening in um, about even though people are criminals, people are still humans, and they deserve humane treatment, not preferential treatment, but humane treatment, and they certainly don't deserve um, to be um, harassed, attacked by the judge and jury called the guards. So... Um, I thought I'd say that. And, and if the guards are doing this religiously, then guess what? You got a warden that's letting letting it happen too. Right. Didn't and and uh, you, you know what I mean? Um, well, I didn't hear yeah. what you said the the last part because you just you just skipped out the very last part of your sentence. Okay. Well, we got a warden that's letting that happen too. Oh, really? This is a normal mm. thing, and the complaints have been in. Can Tina? Can you hear me? Or am I skipping out I from your? You can hear me. Yeah, now you're good. Yeah. Okay, I'm not moving. I'm like I'm pretending I'm a mannequin right now. Okay, you guys. <laughs> well, it sounds better. I am going to be one sore cookie or mannequin in about an hour. Mm. It's okay. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to bring some laughter to us and each other, and even like you know, I mean, I'm back and forth with a few people that are you know in prison, and that's fine with me because they get to tell me 
what they can't write down as a complaint because they'll be retaliated again. Yeah. And if I can throw out something that can hopefully make them laugh or feel good, then all, all the more to it. Because I'm sorry, but if you smoked a bone and you got caught with it before you smoked it, you know, in your car somewhere, that shouldn't have you in prison for 15 years, okay? okay. Especially if you're a first-time offender. I don't even know if that's okay if you're a, a, a four-time offender, if it's a small amount. Now, I'm not promoting doing anything illegal anybody, but we need to make the crimes, you know, can come, uh, yeah, we have to make the time concomitant with the crime, of course. You can't make the... You. Uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, talk about laughs. Um, what is it with you? You brought all those undesirable characters to my show yesterday. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Emily, are you still there? Huh? Yes. <laughs> Poor Emily's daughter... What you know? She was no, she was on son, live, you son. know, the live stream. So her daughter was around, and she's like, "Have a call, my daughter." My son. I don't have no girls. I have all boys. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But that happens, yeah. though. There's nothing that you know. There's nothing that anybody should be concerned about. As I said, you know, some, I've been on other shows where I've co-hosted them. We've had people call and try to stymie us, and they can't do it. And you just make fun of them, and um, when they realize they don't have any impact. They just go away. So yeah. I hope it didn't happen. That's rather persistent, though, wasn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he must have seen a picture of you and had fantasies of something because he was oh, really God. persistent. Whoa. Oh, my God. He was disgusting. I mean, he was just straight disgusting. I'm just going to say it. That was rude. Yeah. You got women on your show that he don't even know. Like, that was just not appropriate, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, hey, dude, if you're out there right now, I'm 57 years old, okay? All right, 57. <laughs> you got give... <laughs> to blast the message out to the pervert. Yeah. <laughs> well, I imagine that, you know, going into Friday, it'll be a little bit easier to, oh, yeah. uh, you know, be able to identify. I'm going to give you phone numbers from the get-go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Tommy C. Can, Tommy C. can be uh, oh, yeah. extra. Oh, he'll yeah, put I'm sure he's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's <laughs> right. That's right. He let him get a taste of his own medicine when some people come along and say, you know what, we're just going to dox this pervert. We'll look him up and find out where he lives and just dox him all over the place and yeah. see how he likes it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, he got the fair warning, got the number out uh-huh. there, so, hey, he did it to hey, himself. Look. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, look, when Donnie, uh, I, that's why I suggested you tell the people in public, not in private, because then, let's say, for example, some idiot wants to really cause some trouble and wants to get Donnie in trouble. He could say, well, he didn't, Don, this guy, Donnie C., he didn't tell me anything. Well, boo S. I guess I can't curse on your family. You don't need the green room for that. Tell him in public. Well, Marty, are you still there? Remember, Marty, when uh, when we nailed that one guy who pretended to uh, just be yes. random and call in on was behalf that... of, uh, mm-hmm. of the bad the police cop? officer. Yep. Yeah. The police he, officer. He wanted up being a lieutenant over in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Nailed him. Cool. Nailed yep. him. We were, like, on it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was so much fun. Did he skedaddle or what? Yeah, never came back again. I don't know why. 
A cop might have to give up his pension for sexual harassment. Jeez, I don't know why he doesn't come back. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know why people try calling in uh, and thinking they're incognito. You are not. It's it's really just too easy. It, It just really is too easy to track you right down and find out where you're calling from and who you are. And so that kind of stuff, I, I, I'll i tell you, on one of the um, USDA shows for whistleblowers that I do, we had a gentleman calling in or texting me during the show, emailing me during the show, um, telling me that I should, uh, why was I standing up for black farmers? Why didn't I stick to my own race? Right. And I said, uh-huh. on air, I don't know what race you are, but I'm of the human race, so, you know, I'm doing my thing. You do what you uh-huh. want to and he continued on during the show, sending me these very vulgar, profane emails. And at the end of the show, he called me the N-word and a nigger lover, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the show, uh, Lawrence Lucas, who's head of the Minority Coalition, he'd just about had it. And so we're right down there. And I said, Tubby, down there in Texas, I said, sweetie, you can kiss my fluffy old white butt. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we went off air with that. <laughs> And honestly, oh, I, I, I got tons of email behind that. Yay! <laughs> just uh, People take the opportunity when you're on air to say the most perverse things, to act in a manner that they don't have the cojones to act like in public, and, you know, for real. But if they think they're anonymous. They yes. Right. Yes. Yes. It's just, yep. it's a learning experience. But anyway, I'll shut up now, Tanya. Goodbye. Oh, right. Get back. <laughs> well, that's just the that's just the course of life on any kind of popular talk show. There are people who do want to ruin it, and like, and um, there there was a swarm of college students a while back that um, you know when they had nothing better to do, they would call into certain shows, and they thought they were really really cute. But um, I think they got found out, and uh, I think now that they may have matured a little bit. Hmm. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, if every now and then, as the person on the other side, you know, we have coots, we can, you know, the higher bar, you know, handle mm-hmm. better than them. But you know, sometimes people mistake uh, kindness for stupidity, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or for weakness, right. yeah. and and oh no. And, uh, and and that's when, okay, you know, you, you pushed me once, twice, three times, okay. Well, you know, maybe I used to go up to like ten times. But these days I have a little bit less of a tolerance because my brain space and my brain matter really does matter. I want to keep it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, I just my brain do, matter does matter. Put it aside <laughs> and use it on better things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Emily Barnes, let's hear about what you are doing with that rally. And I want you to know that Tina and I will be covering that, right, Tina? Yes, best weekend from uh, the digital world. I'm not sure if you're going to be there or not, Tina, but I, I won't be out there. But, uh, but, but let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing um, out there as far as the rally goes um, at the Department of uh, Corrections. <laughs> so basically what you read to us about the conditions, the food, COVID, 
this is what we're going to rally about. We need everybody to come out December 11th from 1 to 3 p.m., make your signs, make them pretty, and we need to bring attention to DOC's front door. They're not listening to us. They don't care about our inmates. So we just need to go and make some noise. So I'm hoping everybody comes out. If we don't fight for our inmates ourselves, nobody's going to fight for them. They can't fight for themselves. We have to do it. So we need everyone to come out and support this. Yep. So December you know, 11th, make it 1 to 3, at DOC on Martin Luther King, and I believe it's 36. Go ahead. You, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, you were going to say something. Go ahead. No, well, I, I guess, you know, and I've been trying to impress upon as well, you know, uh, to people that and, and those good attorneys out there that, you know, need to be better, okay, uh, and it's going to take a set of kahunas to be better because it's really hard to find a real good attorney, one that really is going to stand up for uh for their clients in this department uh, because we've had far too many innocent men and women go to prison um, with like a plea because they have been told that you could get the death sentence or you could get life without parole when indeed they're actually innocent. And so when you've got an attorney it takes your case, your money, or your life, if it's also a public defender, okay, our taxpayers' money, right? And you've got an attorney that goes ahead and tells her client or his client, you better take this or you could get this or you could get that, as opposed to when there is clear and convincing evidence that in front of a fair tribunal that that person would not be found guilty, that they would fight for their client. If that's if the client needs to know that is a choice that they have because I time and time and time and time again hear about this is what my attorney said I was young I was scared this is what my attorney said and I'll come back and and I'll get you out in 10 years and they don't come back Mm -hmm. this is what my attorney said I didn't know anything better well guess what even when that attorney at times not all of them perjured themselves and said based on the evidence this is what that they have or they think that they have that you could get X amount of years or life or even a death sentence when actually, no, it would have been murder two instead of first degree. Okay. If it's a murder sentence. Okay. Then I, I, I mean, these are issues. They've got to grow a set of whatever it is they need to grow male, female. Okay. And stand up for their clients, not just be there. To, to collect money from the family later on throughout the years, 
preparing for com- for pardon parole board year after year after year or every three years now I think it is and fail mm-hmm. and fail and fail. And why? Because now they're in a corrupt prison system where they're not getting the recommendations, where they're getting write-ups that sometimes don't belong there, where they're, you know, where nothing is standing up for them, okay? And then you've got McCall there. You've got Judge McCall that is not supposed to be getting the pension, and he's retired. He's not supposed to be getting the state pension because he's on the pardon parole board and has publicly vowed to never let a violent offender out to always vote no. And the majority has always ruled in that favor, and it will until he is gone. And the public has called him out on that, and he's still there. Where oh, are that's the legislators? True. That is so he true. Has, I just watched the, the, um, the last parole board hearing they had, and everybody else was like, yes, yes, yes. And you get to him, and he says no. Right, and him and two others. There's two yeses, and then there's two, and we're talking about first-time offenders, and that's if they really offended, and most of them have, okay? Most of them have, have so let's be real here, but there's, but there's enough that, that aren't really, and they've been railroaded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have been gonna... railroaded. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at, look, at my, look at my son. You know, he was 17 when he was charged as an adult. And the DA kept trying to talk to my son, and I'm like, you can't talk to him. Like, you have to talk to me. And she was like, oh, no, he's, no. And the minute my son got locked up, I started looking up the laws. So I knew what my son's rights were. What my rights were has still been this parent, has him being a juvenile. You know, and... When they finally realized that I knew what I was talking about, the DA stopped trying to talk to my son and just dealt with me. And he's still in there. I'm the one that made my my son's plea deal, not him. Because when, when your loved one gets arrested, you need to look up the charges. You need to find out what his rights are. Because if you don't fight for him... Like you said, these judges, the lawyers, and all, they're just going to let whatever happened happen. Listen, they're meeting at the diner up the road before court. It's predetermined. I've had several people let me know that they have overheard these conversations, okay, in both in both uh, 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 criminal court as well as family court, quote, unquote, when it comes to family court. Who's going to be the next broke bastard? Excuse me. Today, and they weren't broke when they woke in there, walked in there, but they made them broke by the time they walked out of there. Okay, I, I don't know. I, I've been court. to a lot of court hearings, you know, and I've seen the DA walk in with the public defender just from the parking lot. So you already yeah, know they're talking about cases yeah. with each other. And you know, I mean, so, uh, somehow I can actually live with that part. I I can live with it. Because it, it, I honestly can. If they're having ex parte, you, look, they're going to go back and forth. But guess what? You as a client, you need to know every little thing they go back and forth on. And you need to be able to give permission. And they need to ask your permission. Because guess what, Paco? They work for you. Whether you are 
a public defender or not, they work for you. And when you got a judge, when you got a prosecutor, and when you got a public defender, they're all getting paid from the same place, and they're in front of that same district court. Same people over and over and over again. This is play to pay. It's, it's, this is the worst kind of, some of the worst kind of, uh, it's, it's just, you, they, you know, bring it to all the other agencies in Oklahoma, but, you know, in a little different pattern, and they're doing it in CPS, they're doing it in DHS, they're doing it in family court, they're doing it in probate court. Um, it's they even nasty, do it in the juvenile court. Cool. I've seen it. Yes. Yes. It's a nasty, nasty mess. So, Okay. So let's talk about this. What do you think about this statement? Uh, the court has explicitly rejected the argument that a deprivation of liberty should be determined by the physical characteristics of the place where one is detained. Now remember, this is the court saying we reject. We reject that that has anything to do with trauma of detention. So let's go, let's talk a little bit about what is actually going on. Well, would you Sorry. mind an outside opinion about why it's important uh, that you do what you do, all of you? No, of course not. Okay. Cuz I'm an outsider. I'm a layman. I don't know anything about uh, the I well, I'll just, I'll just continue with my train of thought with this is, is that most people believe that criminals are probably guilty. That's why they, the jury convicted them. And then the people who are the convicts, they get um, three, three meals a day in a cot. So they just feel that unless um, a convict is being uh, really picked on and bullied by another gang, that the person be- uh, belongs in there and it probably has an easy, easy, uh, easy way of life in there. But, let, um, let me raise my hand and tell you oh. hello. I was once one of them. Mm-hmm. I was once one of them until I learned different. You, you know, forgive me, right. Father, for I have sinned. You know, until, but seriously, until I learned different. And 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 and. Well, that's, that's what I was just, trying to get to. Is that? Yeah. Um, what people should realize is that there are a lot of times, I think something like 40% of the prison population are populated by nonviolent so-called criminals, mainly drug offenders, and mainly because the drug laws were changed. And if they hadn't been changed, these people wouldn't have been in jail, and they probably would not. Most of them have been a, um, a plague and a blight on society. The thing is, and, is and that a lot of these, them, guess what, got hooked on um, oxycotton. And that mm-hmm. was taken away, and so they're trying to get it. You know what I mean? We're talking about what about rehabilitation? Yeah, and what about the the impact that a released convict, after being in in, in prison, incarcerated, behind bars, beaten for years, yes. what kind of impact is he going to have on, on society at large? Do you think this person is going to come out um, and have a, a straight head? No, he's going to be very bitter, yes. and it's up to us. To have, as you were talking about, uh, rehabilitation, to have a sensitive uh, mindset towards criminals, especially since they don't belong in prison, and even those who do belong, maybe with an ounce of kindness, maybe, I'm, just, I'm only saying maybe, that some of these people can realize, yes, I did the crime, I'm going to pay my time and get out because and they I know. do. Most of them do, actually, oh, the, Joe. Oh, yeah? Most of them do. Don't they, don't they ladies, friends? Don't most of yes. them say that? 
Yeah. They want to just do their time and come home and you know, make something yeah. of themselves for their families. Yeah. And they grasped onto everything that was offered them to better themselves inside of prison, different classes and things like that, when it, when it is allowed mm. uh, or if an outside family <laughs> member can uh, offer that. But I don't think anybody that's in there expects or wants, and I don't think they should expect, nor should they think that they deserve, bonbons, you, you know, a nice, thick, cushy carpet, right. um, uh, uh, you, you know, a, a nice, perfectly comfy bed. I think that it's okay for them to actually eat edible food, okay, to actually get a certain amount of daylight hours that they're supposed to get, mm-hmm. um, that that they should not be shivering, freaking cold, like inhumane mm-hmm. cold, and right. smothered hot with black mold. And then with, you know, uh, some corrections officers, depending on where you are and who you are, what your situation is, what tribe you're in, in a sense, Right, that will beat the crap out of you, uh, or, or yeah. you get raped. You get, you know, look, you've got just recently, you know, somebody came to Tina. There's this corrections officer that's officer that's feeling up her son, mm-hmm. and he's done it to others. I'm gonna tell you, a lot of the problem is, for one, taking away good time. Yes, yeah, it should never happened. It should have never been taken away. How do you expect people to rehabilitate and you're not even giving them any kind of incentive to even want to do better? Well, they're emotionally beaten down. They're made to feel, I mean, how are you exactly? They're, and, they're, and they're emotionally beaten down, too. Yeah, but they did. I mean, uh, Joe, they just took away good time as if it is saying that it was illegal after all this time. Well, you know what? I, I have yet to look into that, but I'm going to. So I think that is a crock. And as a result of what all, yeah, and as a result of what all of you are um, interested in, that should be of interest to the public because, out of self-interest, if not a sense of humanity, people should look out for themselves. But you know what you need to, you know what you need to look into, Tanya. And I've actually, I looked into it. Certain programs, certain offenses can't take it. Right. Right. You, well, you, and that is and that is a major issue. It shouldn't matter what somebody does, what they're in there for. All programs are supposed to be to help re- rehabilitate people. So why are mm-hmm. you not giving these programs to the one who really need to be rehabilitated? I mean, if somebody's on death You're row, saying, and you know, and I know that it depends on whether you believe in it or not. If somebody's in death row, and I'm not, you know. Uh, then they just like you know. Then I, you know, they're probably not going to want to learn how to be a journeyman. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe you want to give them a Bible and you know some. some I don't nice know that because you know. I, I can name I can name you a few inmates who've been on death row and took every class there's available because they just don't want to sit around and not do nothing. Okay, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. You know, well, guys, well, I'm going to get off. I just wanted to come here some and successes. say, you know, I, I put out a conversation Thanks. and a big article um, after I talked with the, the uh, uh, Mike Carpenter, the corrections, uh, the COO of Oklahoma Department of Corrections. They were going to start that GPS that we know would have brought on the the riot in the prison. Okay, we know that. We got that pause. We got that pause. Okay, but now they're talking about, and, and that's after 
um, there's a law firm that actually had obtained an affidavit saying that they weren't forcing that, that they weren't requiring that to happen. Then all of a sudden, oh, they changed their minds about that. Well, you know what? Yeah, they got snagged. They got snagged, and mm-hmm. that and something like that goes public. You better believe it's going to pause. You, you know, uh, you know they were stuck in mean, so You wait yeah. a few minutes and then they try it again. That's not okay. They're, so you know they're coming up. To right. me, they're taking away people's opportunities. Everybody pretty much sitting on death row or with a life sentence is putting in appeals to fight their court, their case. It's a, a possibility they can come home. Why would you not let them take these courses? So now when they come up for a parole or something, they're like, well, you didn't take nothing. You you haven't done nothing. Mm-hmm. They're going to deny them. Well, they don't even look at all that. They don't, I, I they don't even open the jacket. The pardon and parole. The pardon and parole board is a joke. They don't even pay attention to the good things that they've done while they've been in there. They don't pay attention don't. to the fact that they're actual mentors to other inmates. And, you know, but they don't the pay attention. those are the ones that don't get out because they're the ones that are helped keeping the peace exactly. in the prison. As we know exactly. with Daryl he's one of them. He is one of mm-hmm. them who was wrongfully charged. And, um, and, uh, I've been working with him for a while. Um, yeah, and uh, he's got a part of You know, I know, uh, he's a model prisoner. I know somebody. And he's been in there his whole life, and he was wrongfully charged. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. No doubt. I mean, what, what's model. crazy to me, I know he somebody who's been in, over, been, on, been in over 20 years now on a life sentence. Never has had a, a write-up. Never has gotten in trouble. He even started a program that they implemented in the in the prison, and he helped run it. And now, they still and, keep and, and the first him thing that comes to my mind, you got to think on the other side. First thing that comes to my mind, well, did he take somebody's life or she? You know, think about did they take a life? So whose life was important here? You know, so I mean, I mean, we have to address that and. Every condition, every person, every situation needs to be determined separately, not blanket across the board. You know, are these repeat offenders? Did they take somebody's life heinously? Was this an accident? Was it, you know, we need to address it that way. But there are no guidelines in Oklahoma. They treat it with the way but they want it. Don't listen to this. There are sentences that have been handed out where a judge will look out the door and say to the bailiff, how many cars are in the parking lot today? Bailiff counts them up. Judge, you got 34 out there today. Okay, you're sentenced to 34 years. I, I'm, I'm not joking. Joe got off the call a little bit ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so anyways, hey, maybe he's listening but still. Who's but who's going to look at it case by case? When you, when you go to in front of the pardon and parole board, you would think that they're looking at it case by case basis. But when you have people taking pleas to something they didn't do, how can how can they look at that and say, well, now they're saying they didn't do it, so you know, not taking responsibility. That's part of what right. the pardon and parole board expects. But if people are taking right. plea deals, 
for things they didn't do, they've had, they have no chance. Right. And, no chance. And, and they have a better chance if they admit that they did something they didn't do. And there are people in prison exactly. right now that are saying, I will never to doing something I didn't do, even if that means I get up sooner. Yep. I wouldn't. I would sit in jail the rest of my life and admit to something I didn't do. Right. And, and well, I totally understand it and, and understand how they feel about that. It's yep. all about their character. Well, but yep. I can understand why people do. Like if the, I, I've seen where people's sentences get overturned and then they take a plea deal to time served only because they don't want to go back through the corrupt courts. They don't want it's to go back through. It's an individual choice. You can't judge it, can right. you? It's an individual choice. Well, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so we've had some victories, you know. We've had some good stuff, you know, every now and then turn around. But, you know, we're, we're, going, for, we're going for the freaking bullseye, people. We're going for the bullseye. And so, you know, I know you're having your rally out there, Emily, on the 11th. I think you said, well, Tina and I have set a date for the 15th, you know, to have everything where it needs to be in Oklahoma. And, you know, of course we are hoping for the best, but we are not expecting a whole lot considering, you know, we've only had, you know, short-term temporary, you know, wins. You know, we know they're coming back with a GPS uh, thing, but and we need to get back out there about that. And I'm going to suggest strongly that that is uh, something that you bring to the table as well. Um as well for your um, for your rally, Emily. I'm going to suggest that strongly because that's supposed to come out in January. And um, I, I will send you that. Uh, I will send you that um, audio for you to play that conversation where we were talking exactly about that with Carpenter ignoring the fact that it is the, primarily the corrections officers that are bringing in the contraband that they want to take away now with the GPS, but what is it? Is it going to cost more now to actually get it and for your GPS to be deactivated now? Come on now. This is just a coo, 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 coo. This is, this is freaking nuts. So um, yesterday I got a message from somebody that said they hadn't showered. Inmates have not showered in Three days, going on four days. I said, say your prayers, man. I will venture to say that you guys are going to have your showers within 24 hours. Okay, now. And and my little connection in the ODOC took care of that for me. Took care of that for me. And we've, I've contacted this person several times before, and I'm not going to give her name out on, on, on air because I value that connection. She's seen to it. The other things were made right that were going wrong. And this morning I filled up with tears because though that, that might seem little, but that's huge to those that are on the that's inside. That's huge. Yeah. So this is why That's we really need to fight. That's why we need to fight. We granted more more than just for those showers, but in the meantime, if a phone call, 
to make a difference for how many, how many inmates? They're get, uh, actually getting showers again, how, and this is after they had went over two weeks without commissary. What do you have to say, Emily? I'm just curious because, you know, people are tripping about the stuff, and I've been seeing a lot of comments about the shower things. We have only been locked down three days. Technically, two and a half days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how has how it been four days? That's all I'm, I'm just trying to figure that out. If we only actually well, I been locked down three days. don't always get them every day, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess they don't always get them every day. You, you know what I mean? So if it was like, I, I don't, quite honestly, I don't know. But I but I do know yeah. the comments I mean, for that. If you look at DOC policy, it does say every three days for showers during lockdowns. Okay. The, 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 uh, what added to that complaint that I had offered up was the fact that their cells, they're not cleaned. They're not being given any sanitary anything or they're not being cleaned. So they themselves are not able to, like, clean up the mold or anything like that. So, you know, I mean, I'm just following, you know, what oh, I'm Oh, yeah, seeing. no, 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 uh, you know, fine. I, I don't think that anybody's expecting bonbons or filet mignon or, you, you know, pristine this or that and the other thing. Um, but what I'm hearing from a couple people, like the same thing from the same facility, you know, and if I think that phone call, can can make a difference. You know what? When I oh, got that message this morning, thank you, then you know something? I don't know. Call me selfish. You know, if I can make somebody else's life any better while they're being detained, um, it felt good. It, it, it felt good. So, you, you know, yeah, I mean, oh, sure. no, I agree. We I don't, do the we same don't, thing. We, they, they, they can't be little little girls and little and, and little children and, oh, I'm not, you know, that's not good. But it's also important to know. And then you've got people that are, like, very, very immunocompromised. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I just got a message from somebody who's listening and says, that at Lexington they were locked down four days, and on the fourth day they uh, they showered. Thank so you. it was four days, at least there. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, we only have a few minutes left, so let's talk a little bit about the reason for that lockdown. So there was, uh, uh, there was a, a little bit of a gang fight. Uh, I guess we don't really even need to talk about, you know, who started and who didn't start it. But it was there was a little gang fight, and it's believed to be between uh, the Crips, right? The Crips? No, and, no, no. Yeah, no, it wasn't, no. It wasn't the Crips. Who was it? It was the Mexicans. The U.S. And the U.S. United Aryan Brotherhood. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and it's you know, was organized enough to the point that it happened at a few different prisons at the same time, or general same time. And how many was it that wound up going um, to the hospital? I'm not sure mm-hmm. how many went to the hospital. I just know over 20 got stabbed. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I am hearing that two was medevaced from out too. Yep, that I that I knew. That I knew. That I knew. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we just hope that uh, you know, I. You know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want the COs to get hurt. You know, and and usually the ones that would get hurt are 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 the, are, are the you know are the ones that actually are halfway decent, unfortunately, um, because I don't know. I mean, what's the definition of halfway decent? You know, we've got gangs that are running the prisons here, okay? And, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't approve of it. Um, I, I think that, you know, every inmate needs to just run themselves. But we do have you know, mixed populations of people where, you know, some just really don't care and they got nothing to lose. And so they're just going to do what they want to do. And so that, uh, you know, uh, this is what I mean. This one recording that's going to be released pretty soon um, that I have, I know I keep talking about it, but I'm just waiting until I put this stuff out there together, you know, that Tina and I are working on, um, where, you you know, the uh, jury and, uh, the grand jury investigator, you know, saying that's pretty much how it is. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Now he said if he could wave a magic wand, he'd make it different, but this is just how it is. I come from Michigan. You know, it's the same up there or whatever. You know what I mean? That's what he says. But listen, it's all, you know, it's just, it's, this is just nuts. This is just nuts. I don't care if it's just the way it is. Because if it shouldn't be the way it is, then let's not make it the way it is. We've got, you know, like you've got your son in there who went in at a very young age. We have other young kids in there. Kids. Mm-hmm. You know, more. What, uh, we've got that young lady who was on with us two different shows. You know, she was 14 and being tried as an adult for a crime she didn't commit because mm-hmm. her mother was a psychopath that tried to pin it on her. Right. The only reason she's out is because she was 14. Charge her as an adult. All right? They need to be a part of this. Do they need to be a part of this? Well, if somebody well, is mentally say, deficient. My, my, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know me. I, I, my I'm, son yeah. is involved with the gang. You know, that's a part of his life. He was involved with it before he went to prison. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about it. No, I don't agree with it, you know. But that's his life. That's what he chose, and there ain't nothing I can do about it, you know. Right. Do you do you feel that the gangs? And I got to close this down. Wow, this went fast. Do you think the gangs keep some of these people alive? I'm sorry, do you say that, that some of them are white? Getting the gangs, and I know he was involved before he went in, but do you think the gangs are what's keeping the some, some alive? No. My okay. son's been locked up since he, my son's been in and out since he's been 12 years old. He just, it, he's used to it. I wish we had more time tonight, folks, but we don't. And I don't want to go over time, and then Marty's show gets charged extra. But um, I just really want to uh, thank you. I'm sorry we didn't get into this uh, further than 
at Hope. But I also think we had some really good overall dialogue. So, Emily, I want to thank you for coming on uh, one more time. The, the uh, oh, Hurry, hurry, hurry. One more time. The rally and where? December 11th, December 11th, 1 to 3 p.m. at Oklahoma Department of Corrections on Martin Luther King, and I believe it's 36. Oklahoma Department of Corruptions. Okay. We'll catch up to that. <laughs> Tina Gertz, I want to thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Uh, you know, be my partner in in, uh, in, in crime, uncovering the crime. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and we'll win. And we'll be on Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM on Thursday, this Thursday, uh, at uh, 8 o'clock Central Time for you Oklahomans. So please tune in. I'm Tanya Hathaway with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and on Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB FM, Lighthouse Christian Radio. And hey, why don't you check me out? Check out the guests that I'm bringing on. So I'm putting together. This Friday at 9 p.m., so it shouldn't interrupt anybody else's shows, on Beyond the Mainstream, Beyond the Mainstream show. Check it out. Google it. I'm actually the host.